Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And I really don't do intros, I realized, listening back to some of my old episodes of this podcast. I just kind of really jump right on into it, which I'm sure people like. But sometimes I just like to talk. Because what's the point of being a podcast host unless you can get out all of your desire to spout random crap all the time? Um, so if you are an audio listener and you don't, you're not going to see my face, but video listeners, if you see me making faces, it's because Hermes definitely peed somewhere on this rug and I can't find it. And it's going to drive me insane. I can smell it. And that's really it. And he just popped up behind me because he wants to be involved in the uh, recording of this podcast. He hates that he's just the producer. He really wants to be a host. But see, he is terrible at showing up on time. And so I just can't have him as a co-host. It just wouldn't be responsible as a podcast owner. Other little intro things that uh, are not podcast related. Um, I saw two movies this week. I saw Men, finally. Um, and I saw uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, finally. Wow, late to both of those. Men was not nearly as bad as TikTok was making it out to be. TikTok was making it sound like this was an unbearable movie. I disagree. More so, I liked the acting, uh, particularly from, gosh darn it, what's her name? I'm going to be insane men movie. Jesse Buckley, okay? Uh, Jesse, I actually... I would watch it again just for her acting in my opinion i thought it was really well done uh the ending i won't spoil it but the ending i was like eh, i get why this was weird for people as far as the visual of the ending itself that wasn't that weird to me i was just like yeah this sounds like something that would happen in an a24 movie i do think the metaphor of what they were going for particularly the very end i was a little pissed off with the very end i had questions but yeah it wasn't it wasn't like unbearable or unwatchable like some people were making it out to be uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent was so fun. I liked it a lot. I might see it again and take my dad to go see it because I think he would like it. It's. I thought it was very fun. Nick Cage was fun in it. Pedro Pascal was fun in it. It's just a, a fun movie. I liked it a lot. I went to an early screening and obviously it's been out for so long. So there was only like five or six people in the theater sitting around me, but we were all like dying, laughing, giggling and stuff. It was, it was just a fun movie experience. That's always fun when you can tell everyone's enjoying something. So that's really it. Um, today's episode, just have a couple of things to touch on overall story-wise and shenanigans related. Um, let's see, kind of a shorter topic on this one. Logan Paul, the Impulsive Podcast, had a guest this week, um, Liam Payne, formerly of One Direction, currently of cheating on his fiance fame, um, allegedly, but not allegedly. For those who don't know, Liam Payne was in One Direction. Obviously, One Direction has not been active for years now. He was engaged to uh, Maya Henry for a few years and, uh, uh, Oh, this is still mortifying to me. It's my understanding that this is how she found out she was cheated on or she found out and then was being reminded that she was being cheated on. Um, but Liam posted to Instagram stories or something, a photo when he was drunk and it was a photo and it looks, it's like him and he's like wrapped around this girl and it's like her, the bottom half of her face, okay? And fans, because it looks like Maya, were tagging Maya when they reposted it to fan accounts. Like, oh, Liam posted a photo with his fiance Maya. And Maya commented on one of these accounts saying, hi, it's really upsetting. Please stop tagging me in this. Um, th that's not me in the photo. And it's just really upsetting to be reminded this way or be told this way or whatever. Anyways, the engagement's off. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. That's mortifying. I'm sorry. But it's just like, that's like, how fucked up do you got to be to post a photo 
with your side boo, like uh, to Instagram stories. Like how drunk do you got to be for that? My goodness. Maybe he thought it was Maya. I don't know. They do. The bottom of their faces are very similar. I will say that very similar lips in my opinion, um, from that angle. Anyways, um, but Liam went on the uh, podcast, the Impulsive podcast, because him and Logan Paul were both on a panel at VCon, which was a NFT Web3 con convention happening in Minneapolis that I probably should have gone to, frankly, hearing about it now. It's like, oh, God, there would have been such content there for me. No, it would have been good. Someone found a photo where they had uh, blocked off one of the women's restrooms and just made a second men's restroom, which it's kind of funny. I, I Was that a joke? Was that a fi- uh, someone doing like a bit? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's funny. I wish I was there, but too late. But they did the panel. They did the panel. And then uh, Liam went on Logan's podcast. And uh, fans are not happy with some of the things that Liam was saying. And I... Again, I did a full video on this. It's going to be coming out probably the same week as this episode later. This probably two days after this episode comes out for this podcast. But my frustration with this interview, it's like if Logan was a better interviewer or if anyone of his co-hosts was a better interviewer or hell, if they had like one woman who was like able to give like little feedbacks in their ears or something, I don't know. But like there were things that Liam was touching on that I was like, this is fascinating. I want to hear more about this. But instead, they just kept going around and talking about fighting and boxing. And then Liam was slipping in little things about weird comments about Zane's upbringing. And uh, he made a, a slight to five seconds of summer. So fans are latching on to that. Apparently, he, he revealed that uh, one member of One Direction shoved him up against a wall. And he was like, macho was like, take your hands off of me or I'm going to remove them, which does seem like something a tough guy would say that he would think is tough. But, you know, it's like anyone who's actually like, it's one of those things where as someone who's been in a fight or two, okay, listen, I try not to be in fights. I really actively try not to, but I was an angry teenager. Okay. I was an angry tween uh, dealing with uh, home issues. So um, if someone's threatening to hit you, usually they, they would do something by now, you know, like, I just feel like if you're going to threaten, if they're, if they threaten and then they don't act like immediately they're probably not going to, you know, it's like a threat's a threat. That's my opinion. But some fans have decided that it's probably Harry Styles is the one that did it. So people are like, mm, Harry's still my man, you know, that type of thing. Cause there's a lot of speculation on what led up to being shoved against a wall and like what was said, what was done. There's a lot of different fan theories out there. Again, whole video coming out about that, but uh, that's what is all over my For You page right now is just people talking about this interview and like, why was he even on the Impulsive podcast? Why does Logan Paul have a microphone in general? Which, I mean, I've only ever seen clips of the Impulsive podcast. This was, I think, the first episode I've watched all the way through, I think. And again, it's like, I just need do some, like you've done enough of these uh, interviews, Logan. You should be better at this. I'm just saying. He did seem to be like, kind of making little looks at the camera like can we stop giving him whiskey Liam was drinking the entire time but so were all of them so I don't know if that's just the vibe of the podcast but yeah someone should have cut Liam off maybe because it seems like he had been sitting there waiting for Logan for a while drinking and there was a comment that was made at the start like oh like he damaged a set piece or something and he owed Logan money and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, bill me or something. So it's like, I don't know. He was probably sitting there drinking for just a little while, like regaling everyone with stories. It was very, very egocentric. He made another comment um, about outselling everyone, which is just so easily disprovable. And fans have just ripped into him disproving it and all of that. So that's basically my entire For You page for the 
three days since the interview. Yesterday, I went to a clean beauty summit from Credo Beauty. Credo Beauty is like an online platform that basically just, you can buy beauty products through them. It's like a big store. It's like Walmart online for clean beauty products specifically, like to be order in order to be approved to be on this platform to be sold through this platform you have to be like clean mostly sustainable things like that so um when i was actually on my way to uh creator clash and i was grounded because our flight we sat on the runway at the tarmac for like an hour it was weird um i was going through emails because we didn't have to turn off our phones yet and i got a email from eventbrite for a different event that i was going to for um it's con LA. Wow. I did a lot this month. My God. Um, <laughs> and, um, I got an, uh, they were like advertising other events I might be interested in. And, uh, Clarita's clean beauty summit was on there. And I was like, sure, why not? And I saw that their VIP option had like a gift bag with a value of like $800. So I was like, uh, pff, that's it. That's worth it for me alone. So I went to that and that was cool. I liked it a lot. I went to the morning session. Cause I'm like, no one's going to be up for the morning session. The morning session was insane. And then as I was leaving the morning session, the afternoon session was like lining up to go in. And someone was like, you know, if you stay around and, and hang around, they probably won't kick you out. I was like, yeah, I've, I've pretty much done everything. I've, I've gotten my goodie bag. It's time for me to go. There was like very few people in line for the afternoon sessions. So I mean, I should have just gone to the afternoon session. So I've learned my lesson for that one. But it was interesting. I liked it a lot. I'm going to do probably a short and a reel for it. I don't know if it's going to be a full video because just it was just some, sometimes with these events, I realized that I can't get a full video out of it, but I'm trying to force myself to make more content when I do these reviews and things like that. So like Instagram reels, shorts, I'm really trying to get into doing more shorts, talking about them on the podcast and things like that. Um, because you know, I, people see me going to these things on Instagram stories and stuff and they're like, wait, what, what are you going to talk about this? What's the deal? And sometimes there's just not enough to do a full video on, but a short, I can definitely do that. So um, with the event overall, I was very impressed because I've been to a lot of these events and there's always at least one or two booths where you can clearly tell this person signed up late. No one gave them the package for the vendor that said, here's the qualifications for your booth and things like that. This whole event, every single brand that was there, every booth was so beautiful. And everyone had the way they interpreted their brands into like a booth setup was very cool, very fun. Uh, lots of flowers, lots of florals. Um, everyone, everyone that I spoke to at all these booths were very, uh, willing, very informed on their products and everything. But I thought they did that was smart, which didn't work out for me because I didn't want to wait in line. And I was like, I'm just going to go. And I had the goodie bag as well. So I'm just going to probably order online through Credo itself. Uh, but what they did is when you, when you get, when you check in at the, when you scan your ticket, my God, I can't talk. When you scan your ticket at the start, they gave you a, uh, a pen and like a, a shopping thing for all the brands that were there and like the products that they were selling, you could not buy anything from the booths themselves. You would buy it at the end. So you would like go throughout the venue, talk with them, try different products, mark off what you wanted on your shopping list. And then you just hand that over to the, uh, the little pop-up shop at the end and they would just fill up your bag for you. And then everything that you wanted, you could get that way. And I just thought that was smart because then that way everyone can focus on, um, you know, like, talking about products, interacting with guests. There's not like a line forming for people checking out. There were lines forming around everywhere because some places were giving out uh, bags of stuff and things like that. So certain lines had crazy lines. Certain people were giving out like facials and facial massage and all this other stuff. So there was like lines building up for that. I did get my hair curled from one uh, stand. That's why my hair is curled. Video uh, watchers. Uh, this is a barrel curl from 
gosh, I feel bad. I forgot their name. I'm so bad at this. This is terrible. I'm glad that I have this list too with it. You know what? Hold on. Do you ever worry when your foot's asleep that, uh, and you walk on it when you can't feel it, that you're going to accidentally snap your foot? Like you're going to break it somehow? I worry about that all the time. That's my stupid anxiety thought of the day. There you go. Anyway, they gave us this, which includes a map of the whole event. So I can tell you exactly which booth I got my hair curled at. Uh, Evolve H is where I got my hair curled. And uh, the girl I talked to was Joy. She was very nice. We were talking for a while. She was like, oh, you didn't come to like, she was asking what I was doing there. A lot of people were there that were just, uh, my understanding is a lot of writers and like beauty editors and just women who like uh, beauty and fashion and all of that. And uh, there was one girl I met, I want to say her name was Henny or Honey. I don't know. She was so cute. Like this little, this little teeny tiny girl. I, I will say, I did feel very tall at this event. I'm 5'2". I was towering over a lot of these women. Sometimes I feel very short. And then sometimes I go to events where it's like a bunch of women and I'm like, wow, I'm really not that short. Like I, I'm just saying, I'm not like trying to knock anyone's height. I was just like very, I was like, this feels fun. I'm tall. <laughs> but she was very small. And um, that's just like the first thing I clocked about her. But she had like this beautiful eye makeup on with like rhinestones. And I noticed she was taking notes on her shopping list. And like we we were at the booth the same time for the Grown Alchemist booth. His name was Teddy, the person who was giving that presentation. He was very excited and very educated and telling us about all of the different products and all of that, which was just very nice. I always appreciate that when you could tell that someone likes what they're doing. And I could say a lot of people were very excited to talk and all of this stuff, which I just I really like that in these events. Like sometimes you go to someone's booth and you're like, okay, you're you you drew you drew the short straw at the office today. You're the one that had to come down here. But everyone was so excited to be there, which I thought was cool. Also, I think a smart thing they did is it looked like they had a brand day the day before. And so they let all of the vendors kind of talk to each other and like interact with each other. So that like there was one time where I went to the Exa booth and she was like, okay, I'll be right back because this one other booth, the REM Beauty, they have uh, this primer that I can mix with this. And I think it'll look better with your skin tone, all this stuff. So that that was just cool. But at the uh, Grown Alchemist booth, this girl was taking notes. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, that's great that you're taking notes. And I'm just thinking that it's for herself. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to start my own brand. So I'm like really learning about the formulas and everything. So I just... I really like that. She was asking questions about like, oh, what do you use to like find everything to get? Like she was really trying to learn, which I liked a lot. Just a lot of people like involved in the beauty industry, which I thought was interesting. If I were to give any notes, I would probably try and make a bigger deal of the talks themselves or um, like just have more space for the talks uh, where the presentations were. They had a couple other booths around that area, which I'm sure people thought, oh, this is a good idea because everyone's gonna come through here for the store. But I feel like they probably got way less foot traffic. Because people didn't want to shop or talk to people with brands when talks were going on, presentations were happening. So I talked to them there, but it was also like, I felt weird because there was a talk going on and I was like, oh, hi. But like they were standing around a lot. So maybe set that up a little better. And then the outdoor seating area, I don't know. I feel like there could have been more like of a mixer happening here, you know, like, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, as I was leaving though, there was a guy getting into a fight with the security guard that I liked when I was walking in. She was working the whole event. I don't remember. I don't, I didn't hear what they were saying. She was like, she was on top of the stairs. He was down at the level. And I'm assuming he was trying to get in for the afternoon session, but they were just arguing. And I think she rushed him or moved him or something. And he had a lot of opinions about it. So I got to see some of that. It, it was, it's interesting to see how people react, like in a group setting, when there's like someone who's like, I don't want to say causing a problem, but like making a scene, because that's what it was. It was making a scene. They were both yelling at each other back and forth from a distance, like one's up here, one's down here. Like it was, it was 
interesting. And it was, it's some people are like just watching. Some people were like getting their phones out just in case ready to film. And then some people were like, okay, I'm not involved. Don't yell at me. Hermes just jumped up too. Are you involved? He looks so concerned. Look at him. He's looking at me. <laughs> but overall, I got a lot out of the event. And I, uh, there's a lot of products from brands that I'd heard about, but I'd never actually gotten to try that I got to try. And overall, I really got a lot out of the, the grown alchemist booth. I was very impressed. Like he was giving us all these little samples on, he was like, okay, we're all going to use one hand for these samples. He had like a few of us around him. It was giving us all and they all melted in really well. I believe they have a store out here in West Hollywood. So I might go in there and try more products because I really got a lot out of that booth. Uh, but yeah, definitely an expensive brand. Um, other thing I wanted to talk about, I'll, I'll make a quick little note of this because it's Pride Month. Yay. Happy Pride Month, everyone. For those of you that aren't aware, I am bi- bisexual. I am bisexual. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm realizing this about myself now. Last year, I had kind of the same little like, I didn't really put it into words, but I knew I had like kind of a little uncomfortable nature with this. And I want to make this very clear. This is my own reservations for myself. I have no problem with people getting involved in pride events and things like that. Well, that sounds bad. Not pride events, like pride advertisements for companies and things like that. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. Not like pride events. I'm not talking about like, like LA pride and things like that. I'm not talking about that, even though I've personally never been last year, my manager was very involved, uh, very hands-on with me. My manager now is a little more not hands-off. That's not the right word, but we just don't communicate as much. And, you know, I was definitely friends with my old manager and my manager. Now it's definitely more of like, manage manager client relationship that type of thing and so he was aware that i was bi and it was something that we had talked about and things like that and so when it came time for uh when pride month was rolling around he was like hey i put your name in for the uh company like pride celebration and all of that and i was like hey i thought it was like it was basically like it was like everyone who was signed with the management company to like send in like photos or like make a little video talking about like what uh, being LGBT means to me and things like that. And they were going to do like a little compilation. I was like, I don't know, this makes me, I, I, I felt weird about it then. And I was just like, Hey, you know, I, I think I'm going to pass. Like, thank you for like, including me, but like, I'm going to go ahead and pass. Like it just, it, I felt I really could not put it into words. And I don't even still think I can put it into words of why it bothers me, but I think it's just like, I have no problem talking about my attraction to multiple genders and anything like that, like the rest of the year. But there's something about it during Pride Month. I don't know. I don't feel I feel like I'm taking a spot is I don't know. Maybe this is like me being white and bi like that, like that coinciding with things. But I feel like I'm taking someone's spot. You know, it feels weird. And logically, I know I'm not like with that, like it was everyone who was, you know, out in the company was like going to be involved in this. And I just felt weird being involved. And uh, now it's the same thing where it's like, I don't want to be in like a compilation of like LGBT people for this company, you know, like, I, I don't know, I still can't put it into words. I don't know why it's weird to me and why I feel weird about it. Again, I have no problems other people doing this. Like I see the little compilations of like, it's Pride Month and like creators that I adore that are uh, LGBT and all of that LGBTQIA plus and all of that promoting like jumping up and getting their spotlight and all of that I love that I don't know why for me I'm like the thought of me doing that makes me want to like freak out I don't know why and so yeah and it's not like a it's not like an exposure thing like I I'm very much out people in my life know I'm out you know people my I I don't hide the fact that I'm bi or anything like that so it's like I don't know I, I don't know it feels maybe to me for myself it feels performative like I'm trying to prove something and that's why it bothers me it might be that that sounds right 
Yeah, it just it feels like I'm like I'm performing something and I don't I per, for myself I don't like that, you know? And so, yeah, that's just something. I don't know. Weird my own shenanigans, my own anxiety shenanigans feeling performative during Pride Month, you know? <laughs> As someone who doesn't date period, let alone date women or men, you know? I've been on dates with girls, been on dates with guys. I just don't date I'm not dating anyone right now. And so yeah, I don't know. I guess it feels, I don't know. It feels like kind of like, remember I'm bi, you know, like it feels like that a little bit to me. I don't know. That's my own bullshit. I got to deal with. I'm just sharing. I don't know. Um, moving forward. <laughs> Again, I don't have any problems with it or anything like that. The other thing I've been seeing a lot is like contests, like, hi, here's a contest. If you're an LGBT creator, submit to a contest. Like that seems weird. I don't know. I get, I get that it's like technically a smaller demographic because it's like, oh, it's only the people that are LGBTQIA plus and all of that. I'm sorry, I'm butchering words today. But um, I don't know. That just, I don't know. It seems like something that I, I'm not a fan of either. You know, there was this other, um, this was happening during, yeah, during Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, this was happening. I was hearing about this a lot where a lot of brands were like, hi, we're doing this promotion. Can you do this thing with us where you'll send us their photos and we'll send, pro they were, it was like a lot of like trying to get people to be involved in the celebration when really what it was, was advertising products and not paying creators. And again, I don't know if this is happening with the LGBTQIA stuff right now and the promotions that are happening now, but like, I hope someone's getting paid because at the end of the day, especially if you're a content creator, like that's your audience. Again, it's the same thing. It's my, I, I think everyone should get paid, get paid, get paid for your promotional shit. I'm sure we'll hear more about that potentially as the month goes on, but uh, I don't know. I just think brands should pay creators when they want to work with them and not just under the guise of celebration. Anyway, moving forward, silent ads. I complain about this every time it becomes a trend. I hate it. I hate this ad thing. It's only on social media. I don't see it on commercials or anything like that because that's stupid. They do it on social media only. I see it on TikTok now. I used to only see it on YouTube. It is when they do a promotion for a product and there's no sound in the ad zero. It's not like it's muted. It's like they forgot to add it. Okay. But I know it's not that they forgot to add it because the ad I see several hundred times. Okay. And every single time it's not like, Oh, like it's been weeks or something like that. And they ha still don't have the sound. Like it's the same ad. And so I know it's an intentional choice and not like we forgot to add the audio file, you know, that type of thing. I hate that. I hate it so much. Every time I see, I, I, it goes off. I look at my phone thinking my phone went to silent mode or I look at my phone to think like, oh, I must've, I, I feel like my phone might cut out. You know, I just, it, it's just an annoying little thing that I hate. And I'm choosing to tell you about it because if I continue to see it, I'm going to start a shenanigan. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'll fix it, but I just hate that. I, I hate it. I don't like it whatsoever. It's not my favorite. And it's something that comes around every couple of months for the last four years, I would say, is where I've been seeing it a lot. YouTube, again, it would happen a lot, which I guess I would rather have a silent ad on YouTube than anywhere else. But with TikTok, it's annoying because again, it's just like, there's so many ads and it's like, at least give me something to a music beat to listen to if you're going to make me try and peddle me some product that I don't need, you know? So I just, I hate silent ads. Really tiny little uh, side thing, book talk related slash bookstagram related. Uh, bookstagram, for those of you who don't know, is influencing slash content creation specifically for books on Instagram. Book talk, I talked about book talk before here. But there's this running 
thing right now that I'm seeing about ARCs on Bookstagram and BookTok. ARCs are advanced reader copies and they're advanced copies of books that have not been released yet or are about to be released. And uh, you can apply, I believe, on NetGalley and various other platforms and apply for early access to these ARCs for review purposes and promotional purposes. And it's like another way for marketing for the book to come out. Um, sending out ARCs is a great way to do marketing for your book uh, and a great way to get early reviews and uh, sending them out for free to small creators. Again, typically small creators are the ones doing this for free and things like that. And obviously they're getting a copy of the book early in exchange there. You could go up and down of whether or not you think these people should be paid or not. I think it can go either way, frankly, as far as bookstagram goes, because um, a lot of people choose that they are they they see value in the fact that they are getting a full book one, and then also the value of being able to read it early and the value of being able to make content with it early. So lots of that up and down in the uh, the sponsorship side of payment side of things like that. But usually with those bookstagrams and things like that, it's my understanding with ARCs that again, like through NetGalley, they're applying for it. But there was a book. I'm not sure which book. Hold on. Let me pull it up really quick. I'm going to see if I can find out which one it was. Anyways, there was one book that was highly anticipated that people wanted. So they applied for the advanced reader copy for it. And a very few people got it is my understanding. Like a lot of people did not get the advanced reader copy who applied for it. So people went to their Instagrams and their TikToks and were shared their frustration. Some people were crying. Some people, like some people were, this was a very highly anticipated book. I just haven't heard about it because I'm a terrible person. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but I barely remember the name of books. That's why I have a digital TBR and a in-person TBR that I'm staring at right now. Side note, I learned that you need a thousand books to be considered a library. And that is the new hoarding goal. So like I said, a variety of people were upset. And so some people who were upset, and I'm not even entirely sure if these were the same people who got the book the ARCs were sharing their frustration over the people who didn't get the books frustration by saying they were being babies. Essentially. It was a, it was very odd to see as a, like a fourth party. I just say, I'll say fourth party, like super detached from the situation because it was like, are people like people are allowed to be upset that they wanted something and didn't get it. It's like, it's like a raffle, you know, it's like, it's once it's, it's, it's okay to be upset about something. You know, it doesn't mean that they're like terrible people because they didn't get the advanced reader copies. But this one Instagrammer, I believe it was Romance Rex, but I can't find the account now. But basically they did like a video of them like getting very angry and aggressive. Like that's the word I got to use. Like it was like yelling, like you're, it's your fault that you're not bigger on bookstagram. You're not, you don't even have a thousand followers and you're applying for ARCs. And then you're have the audacity to be upset. Like it was very weird. And I was like, this just seems like, like, what's going on here? Like, I, I don't know if she got the book wreck or what, but I was just like, this seems like there's something else here. You know, like there's certain, there's a level of animosity in certain things where you're like, this can't be the only thing, you know, there's gotta be more here because that was a lot. And that was what I was getting from that. It's kind of a stupid little shenanigan I wanted to share, but it was just like, I don't know. It was a, the animosity was weird. Like a lot, like this video, I, I do I even, I may have saved it. Hold on. Oops. Okay. I don't have the TikTok, but I, wow, my God, I download a lot of TikToks. It's just kind of a stupid little shenanigan. I don't know if anything else is going to come of it. I don't think anything's come of it so far. Um, I don't know. It's just like, what's, I don't get it. 
I don't get why we're mad at people for being upset. People are allowed to be upset that they applied for something and didn't get it. You know, it's like, like your ability to review ARCs and review unreleased books is like a great way to grow on something like bookstagram, like having the content, the reviews of books that are upcoming that people are searching for. That's a great way to grow. That's, and then also there are people who just are really dedicated to certain authors and are looking forward to releases. Like there's a variety of reasons of why someone would be upset they didn't get an ARC. It's not necessary to be aggressive with people. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe aggressive is not the right word, but the anim, um, animosity is a good word. Like it was, it was weird. Like it was upset. Like there was yelling. I was like, this is weird. Anyways, uh, people are allowed to be upset. Uh, other people are like, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's super random, sometimes super hard to get ARCs. Like it's, it's even a thousand followers is not going me enough. Like I probably couldn't get ARCs because I only review chaotic books for fun on YouTube. You know, like I probably, they, a lot of people probably wouldn't see the value in me doing a review of an arc because I'm not mainly a book review content creator, you know? So all in all, that's really it for today. Just kind of little things. And then, you know, my own anxieties over <laughs> pride month, I guess. I'm surprised Hermes has slept this entire time. Audio listeners, I'm sorry you can't see. He is sleeping behind me. He looks very cute. He's gotten very big. My brain knows he's not still growing. My Like logically, I know that. But then I look at him sometimes and I'm like, maybe he is still growing, you know? He needs a haircut, but he's adorable. Anyways, that's going to be it. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. Reminder that if you liked this episode and you're new here too, uh, rate and subscribe to this podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. If you would like the chance to hear your uh, own shenanigans shared on a listener shenanigans episode, you can send that to a voice memo here on Anchor, or you can go ahead and send it to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great week. Goodbye.